Chapter Twenty Seven of Eighty Seven by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Seven Circles Within Circles. And then they had reached the depot and were just in time for the lonely young girl, a trifle red-eyed from recent weeping, who stepped timidly on the platform as soon as the train came to a full stop. Quite alone she was in the crowded city. During the greater part of the day there had been with her a young woman who used to be in the same telephone office, but who had been transferred downtown. These two were not friends, but knew each other well enough to exchange friendly words together, and to be glad that they had chanced to meet on this journey back from vacation, so making the way less dreary. The downtown girl was less homesick than this one. She was coming back to friends who would be glad to welcome her. As the train neared the city, the two had questioned each other as to plans. The downtown girl was going to stop at the Fleet Street crossing. That was nearer her boarding-house than any other. No, she was not going to take an omnibus. Oh, yes, she would be afraid to walk the streets alone, at least she would not like to do it, not in that part of town, but her friend Kate Green and Kate Green's brother were coming to meet her and a little pink had flushed into her cheek at mention of the brother which was becoming. A little later she had exclaimed joyously, "'There they are!' and had bowed and smiled, and the pink had deepened, and the lonely girl had seen a trim-looking young man in a grey suit, spring deftly on the platform while the train was still moving, and her companion had said to her with a kindly nod, "'Well, good-bye. I suppose I shall see you sometime.' what a long journey it is from your office to ours i hope you will get home safe to-night good-bye and she had flitted away under the protection of the grey coat leaving the deserted one to feel more desolate than before then the central station had been called and she had stepped timidly out on that platform resolved to sacrifice twenty-five cents and take an omnibus rather than walk alone through the crowded streets and the next second someone had spoken her name and taken her cordially by the hand as though she were actually being waited for and had introduced her to a tall gentleman dr kelland miss porter and the said dr kelland had possessed himself of her check and number issued his orders about her one little trunk and seated both ladies in a carriage which seemed also to be in waiting before the bewildered young woman could gather her wits sufficiently for a demur. The mistress of ceremonies chattered gaily on, leaving her companion time to recover from bewilderment. "'You didn't expect a delegation to meet the train, did you? Bless your heart, do you suppose our circle intends to let any of its members come dolefully back from their vacation in solitude? Besides, isn't it your birthday frolic?' we have not forgotten it if you had you will find us all ready how many minutes will you need at your room for brushing your hair and shaking off the dust that is all which will be necessary it isn't a dress parade you know we allow nothing of that sort dr kelland is this the house now fanny you may have fifteen minutes to wash and brush and then we'll drive directly to the rooms isn't it nice she said gleefully, going back to the phraseology of her childhood, as Dr. Kelland, having rung the bell for his lady and waited until she was admitted, 
came back to the carriage. I have quite looked forward to this evening. It is going to be beautiful, I know. She will not feel so much alone after tonight. First nights from home are always so dreary. I wish you had time to see our parlor, doctor. It is decorated with flowers, pansies, of course, and they are arranged in exquisite designs. The word welcome is made out in them, glowing in a bank of white, and the magic figures, 1887, also done in pansies, look beautiful. Why pansies more than any other flower, and why is the year 87 especially magic? Nettie exclaimed in indignation. Only hear him! The ignorance of the man, when I have done my best to teach him. Don't you know that ours is the pansy class, and that we are all to graduate in the summer of 87? I know as little about it as possible. A reading circle of some sort I have heard hinted at, several times in my life, but of its peculiar features I have, for reasons which I seemed unable at one time to control, remained profoundly ignorant. I think I believe in it more fully to-night than I ever did before, at least in your branch of it. Do you undertake much work of the sort you are doing to-night? We are bound in honor to undertake all manner of work which will develop the spirit of Christian love and fellowship. It is the central feature of our organization. Robert is especially fertile in schemes. I wish he were here to-night. Much of this planning is his own. Robert has been connected with these circles since their first inception years ago, and has worked them always with a view to reaching hearts as well as intellects. Why don't you join us, Dr. Kelland? I never tried harder to do anything than I did to join the circle of which you were once a member. I know, but surely that feeling is unworthy of you. It was, he said frankly. I have lived to be ashamed of it, and have lost it, but I have also lost my interest, or had until to-night. I like this sort of thing. I believe I could take hold with anybody who would reach after lonely people and try to help them. I thought I had not time, but I don't know. It does not take much time. The regular reading is not heavy, and much of it would be familiar ground to you. By the way, have you looked at the book I lent you last week? Not yet he said, coloring slightly. I will, as soon as I can spare the time, because I promised you. But, a moment's hesitation, and then he added frankly, it will bore me, I know. All works of that character do. Of what character? The semi-religious. It is not semi-religious. It is wholly so, and argumentative and well-written. I have heard eminent scholars say so. What Papa admires, Dr. Kelland, need hardly bore you. He colored again. That is true, in a sense. He added, after a moment's pause. And yet, his tastes in this direction may not be mine. I may not be cultivated up to the point where I can enjoy them. That is true, Dr. Kelland, truer than you think. You want a cultivation of heart which will let you enjoy all these things, it is an infinite pity that you are not a Christian. Of all professions, that of a physician should be walled in with prayer. Why? Do you consider it such a dangerous profession? Dangerous? Imagine me, Dr. Kelland, in mortal agony, 
you standing over me conscious that your poor human powers can do nothing for me that i am going swiftly away and you on whom i had placed my trust can give me no help about the journey but miss decker even in that case i might have done all that could be done of course there is a point where the physician stands helpless but there ought not to be my father never stands helpless before a dying bed he knows the way so well that he can point it out unerringly in a moment and he knows the physician into whose hands he must commit the case has never lost one which was fully entrusted to him i wish you were a christian dr kelland the conversation had taken a most unexpected and to winter an embarrassing turn he was glad that the brushing was at that moment concluded and the young girl's return made an answer unnecessary still it was not easy to get away from the thoughts which had been stirred they haunted him during his ride back to dr decker's this young lady who had adopted him as a brother had spoken some very plain words certainly if their inference was correct he was not prepared to rise to the heights of his profession and it was to this that his ambition reached could it be possible that a doctor was in honor bound to know something about the other world as well as this but that was utter nonsense when it was not possible for any person to know certainly of the things concerning any other world the moment however he had made this statement to himself he realized that nettie decker would have declared it false she believed that she knew about that other world she believed her father knew were they right and was he wrong the young doctor moved restlessly on his seat and wished this ride were at an end that he might plunge into work and forget uncomfortable thoughts he found dr decker waiting for him could he go to the hospital with him at eleven o'clock dr kelland shook his head i'm afraid i can't doctor i wanted to ask you to go with me to mrs tryon's that poor fellow is much worse he has only volunteer nursing you know and i have promised to spend the night with him since it is such a critical time i am due there at ten o'clock and shall hardly be able to get away there is nobody whom i can trust when he went to his room to make preparation for the night before him on the toilet table lay the book he had neglected it recalled nettie decker's words he felt very uncomfortable here was he on his way to pass the night with a dying man and according to this plain-spoken girl he was by no means prepared to do his whole duty in the case he had depended on dr decker's presence part of the time was it true that while he trusted his medical knowledge of the case in hand perfectly he yet needed dr decker so that conscience might be entirely clear it was a humiliating admission certainly he was by no means ready to make it she is such a grand girl though he said as he rearranged his medicine case if i had had such as she to have given me a lift i wonder if i would have been better furnished i had lifts certainly but they were not in her direction i wonder what has become of the boy who gave me the little book how long i carried that book i believe i fancied it a sort of talisman i wonder what has become of miss force i should like to see her again and thank her for my mental uplift 
what a thing she did for me without knowing it wait that reading circle about which she was fond of talking i wonder how wide this scheme is which miss decker is pushing the same general ideas seem to govern them of which i heard or imagined i heard long ago miss force told me about a summer school in connection with it and miss decker the other night spoke of the same now i think of it the boy on the fence referred to some such place wouldn't it be a remarkable coincidence if all these links belonged to the same chain where is that card i wonder or circular or something of the sort which miss nettie gave to me a few days ago i hadn't time to look at it ah here it is a four years course yes here are the books required for each year and the books which have been required in the past how long a past has it he ran his eye eagerly back over the years and a curious almost a stifling sensation came over him as he read the familiar name human physiology by j dorman steele the very book to which he could distinctly trace back the steps which had set him where he was to-night upon my word he said with a queer smile on his face i belong to their circle by the very force of necessity a foundling adopted and educated without knowing it this is tremendous where's that book i'll read it to-night poor jarvis will sleep most of the time i fear even before he begins his last sleep i'll join the class of eighty seven why not i can make up a year's reading hold on weren't those the figures i marked out on a tree once upon a time as sure as i am the same person that's the very date eighteen eighty seven i can see it now my little vine and the baked potatoes how long 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 they have waited well the world is very much smaller than i thought it see here dr kelland it is nearly ten o'clock you must go at once in the hall below dr decker was standing ready to start out on a night of work did you say jarvis is not likely to get through the night he asked poor fellow i'll look in if i can my boy are you willing to have him slip away from you without being able to say a word to light up the darkness it is a very dark journey without christ i wish you knew him a whole world of emphasis thrown into that word wish why should dr decker say such words to him to-night of all nights he passed on with no reply other than a respectful bow and opened the door of the little room where sat the bell-boy a younger brother of the one whom he used to relieve that one had been promoted he was the hostler now jimmy said dr kelland when john brings in the eleven o'clock mail i wish you would scamper around to fourteen bond street to me with it i expect something of importance to which i want to make a reply to-night and he slipped a shining quarter into the boy's hand to refresh his memory now he was ready for his night's work a very quiet night it seemed prepared to be the young tired man who was volunteer nurse was glad to see him and reported that there had been not much to do but shade the light and keep still for the most part the sick man slept quietly too quietly said the doctor with a sigh as he turned from the bed and took his seat by the shaded lamp he had brought the book to review in order that he might keep his promise to miss decker 
the philosophy of the plan of salvation he read the title with a half smile i must read it for another reason i suppose he said if i am really going to join that circle but i suppose they do not quarrel with a man's belief because it happens to differ from theirs i'm probably as sincere in mine as they are in theirs and that is the important thing after all if i live what i believe and believe what i live what more can be expected saying which he opened the book at absolute random and read with slow care the first words which presented themselves they were these perhaps the most absurd and injurious adage that has ever gained currency among mankind is that it is no difference what a man believes if he only be sincere now the truth is that the more sincerely a man believes falsehood the more destructive it is to all his interests for time and eternity this statement can be confirmed in every mind beyond the reach of doubt upon my word said the reader with a sudden paling of his face if i were a believer in something or other i should feel that the powers of earth and air were combining around me to-night what a remarkable thing that i should read just that sentence instead of any other i wonder if the entire book is going to jam into a man's prejudices in that fashion still winter kelland you must read it in order to be honest and whatever else you may be you are honest so saying he turned with a resolute air to the first page but he was by no means in so light-hearted a mood as he tried to fancy himself the circumstances by which he was surrounded were solemn and depressing yonder on the bed the first case he had lost was slipping steadily away already beyond his grasp aside from the sense of failure as a physician there were sad features connected with it it was the young man of the waxed moustache who had questioned winter's right to a seat at the first table though this of course the young doctor did not know the acquaintance then commenced had continued in much the same fashion through the years a speaking acquaintance only yet winter with the sense of a long association strong upon him felt as though his patient was in a sense a friend he had done his utmost for the poor fellow not trusting to his own skill but had once and again called dr decker to the rescue and had been assured by that high authority that nothing which his knowledge could suggest had been left untried and the result had been failure a lonely dying bed it was no relative or near friend at hand there was a widowed mother old and feeble and far away too feeble to make the long journey had there been time too poor to come had she been summoned but not too old or too poor to suffer it was all very sad at precisely fifteen minutes after eleven jimmy appeared with the expected letters two of them but the sleeper at that moment stirred on the bed and opened his eyes rational eyes for the first time in many hours winter laid the letters down hastily and went to him End of chapter twenty seven